Did you know that crows hold grudges against specific people? <gasps> crows? Because so, they want to eat them. I am crow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I am legend. I am crows. Um, I no, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, it turns out that crows are actually very um, good at recognizing people's faces. And if you ever heard... <laughs> Or dissed a crow, they will remember and they will let their family know and you will have a murder of crows on your ass. Fuck those crows. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I feel like a hey, crow. Hey. I will send. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is Capri Dupree. This is not Sharon Cox. Oh. And this is definitely not lip work. ring dingy 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 ding <laughs> Why you keep trying to crank this car up? It don't work. Can you turn the air down? I'm a little cold. Um, well, it's because you're naked. Like, literally, you have nothing on. Uh, excuse me? You have on, literally, you have on nothing. I forgot my breastplate and I forgot my bra. So, so I decided what? to go bare chested. Okay, so it, okay. I shaved it. Okay, so literally you have on a, a pair of tights mm-hmm. that is just one leg, and the other leg is net. Net. Like fishnet. Yes. No, no, not like fishnet, but stockings. Like actual fishing nets. Fishing nets that they pull <laughs> out of the No, no, no. I bought catch. these. I bought these. They're not fishy, and they don't smell bad. I bought these <laughs> and put them on my costume. That's debatable. <laughs> I hate you. You just use that against me. Um, and but, your whole chest is out. I'm, I'm, and your I'm, whole leg is out. All you have is a panty on so one sleeve. The um, inspiration for this was Aquarius oil spill mermaid. <gasps> yes, I remember that. Mm. Mm. Oil spill mermaid. With my blonde bleach, blonde hair, and no eyebrows. Oh, well, I'm not mm. turning out the air because I have on Chloe's. Mm. Uh-uh, what is that? <laughs> you look delicious. That's nasty. Um, it is, uh, is that a, like a purple? I, a velvet. Yes. Oh. Velveteen. And it looks <laughs> like your um it's like a shawl. Not it a is? shawl, but it's like um it's straight across. It's straight across. My elbow, yeah. my it looks like a crown. <laughs> yes. I like it. It's like it's trim upside down. It's trim. It is. It's, it's, it's trim a couch down. trim upside down. <laughs> Why gotta um, be a couch? Because you know how couch is like straight it's on one stiff. side and then it's like yes. curly in the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's okay. what it looks like. Um yes. you are encrusted in stones. A B Swarovski. I'm not crusty. Not crusty. Encrusted. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. You're, you're crusty sometimes. I don't get no fuck. So, guess what today is about? What is it about? It's called Family and Friends. Family and Friends. Because we are do a- talking about family and friends. Mm-hmm. Well, last week we we kind of hinted on it. And I was like, we can save it to ne- another episode. Mm-hmm. So this one we'll talk about today. Let's do it. Uh, so, basically, we're going to say nepotism. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. So there is the uh, myth. No, it's not a myth, but it's myth. The concern, concern. that consensus, um, consensus. Mm-hmm. The comments, yes. the um, um, vote, <laughs> the democracy of the United States of America. I don't. The democracy of the Dragu States of America. Dragu States of America, mm-hmm. which um, some people believe that it is wrong to book your family and friends often. Now, I do believe that it should be wrong to book them 
only. Okay. Because you should be able to show some versatility with your, um, if you're a promoter or a mm-hmm. show director, mm-hmm. to be able to show the versatility of your town. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is always this, oh, of course, they booked them because they're family or they're booked them because they're mm-hmm. friends. Um, Are and you talking so, about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, everything I speak, I speak by experience. <laughs> when I'm old, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I talk about it all the time now on podcasts, but, but yeah, no. And I feel like I've actually gotten that note Mm -hmm. about me Mm -hmm. with you. Yes. I got that note once where it was like, why her, their friends, yada, yada, yada. They do the podcast together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm embellishing, but, but yeah. So it's just like, I'm like, I've actually that before. I've actually, why you only put certain people on your show. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you're friends and your family, if you surround yourself mm-hmm. with people who are talented and mm-hmm. people who bring a crowd, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, if we're talking about, we're talking about, yes, it is important to show the versatility of a town mm-hmm. and of a city. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people that don't organize and or promote shows mm-hmm. don't think about the fact that promoters and and show directors mm-hmm. also have to think on the money side true so let me explain this mm-hmm. as a show director of two shows and event coordinator of several events mm-hmm. um and more to come <laughs> and high priestess of the tribe i did not say that she did she's the one that clicked oh um so <laughs> I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> you took it there. So, um, so my thing is, the way that I pay my entertainers is through the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we make money at the door, I do have a set booking for each person. That is true. Whatever is left over helps us for the next brunch because not every brunch is going to have the same amount of people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it falls on Mother's Day, Father's Day. Mother's Day was a really bad <laughs> um, attendance day mm-hmm. for brunch, but it's just it's just part of the business. And mm-hmm. so, like for me, even though I do have to think about um, you know crowd, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, talent, I also have to think about crowd support. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that I'm going to choose for a set cast mm-hmm. or for a guest are going to be strategically placed on months. They're probably going to be lower. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have a guest. Mm-hmm. But I have been accused of overusing my friends and family. But, I mean, they bring the money and they bring the crowd. And so it's just one of those things where it's like when I have the opportunity to bring somebody else, mm-hmm. I do bring somebody else. So can I be devil's advocate? As Absolutely. Well as Absolutely. Yes. So when you say that you use some of the same people because they've proven their worth, is that what you're saying? Or proven that they bring crowd? Not even proven their worth. Not I, worth. Have I, seen, mean, they I have seen I have seen what how the crowd responds. The viability of the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that so I wouldn't see that as a bad thing now that I understand that, if that yeah. makes sense. Because you don't want to... It's not about somewhere. worth. It's not about I'm, talent. I'm not trying yeah. to say work. I'm trying to say, like, if you have a show, you want your show to be entertaining. Correct. Because I've been a show director before, and you want people to have fun. fun. And you want mm-hmm. them to engage and have fun. And you know which people that you have, mm-hmm. and you know which ones kind of carry the show, or the ones that's like, it make the crowd react the most. Correct. If that makes sense. Whether they are doing a ballad, and they fall on the floor, and the crowd are just losing their shit. Or they come out there doing 10,000 backflips and people are just looking like, okay, 
<laughs> yeah. Time to go to the bar. Like, so I get that. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's that as a show director, you also have to, or a, a plan uh, event coordinator, you also mm-hmm. have to think about the peaks and lows of the actual show mm-hmm. itself. For the, the next three structure. hours. Correct. For the next three hours, mm-hmm. I have to place people mm-hmm. strategically in order to start this wave and then i know there's going to be times where people are going to be tired so maybe not put mm-hmm. a high energy queen there maybe you know it's just one of those so, things where it's just like you have to think of those things so i get that because i also dj mm-hmm. so with djing you don't want to play every song back to back that's like making people like dance all night so let's take line dances because you know a lot of people like line dances now you can play probably three or four line dances even though there's eight out you don't want to play all eight right back to back. Correct. Because pe- it's cardio. People don't know that they're doing cardio. That's why they like to do line dances. Correct. So they do get tired. So you, there's a time where you have to like go to another song and like then come back to it. Mm-hmm. Or like you have to have like on this real hype you know, song that everybody waiting on that you have to like come down and then come back to it. And then, you know, people just want to like dance all night and like you just, you have to have ebbs and flows. And the other thing mm-hmm. is theme, right? When you yeah. think about theme, like if you're going to a Panic at the Disco concert, mm-hmm. You are expected to. <laughs> I have lost. You got so mad. I have lost my breath, my respect. It's okay. And my honor. Am I not on any of your shows anymore? <laughs> there is a spot open on lip work now. You still have to come to be the. Why do I still Because because you put the thing together. I'll be in the background like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time out, facing the wall. It's okay. Um, so when you go to a Panic at the Disco concert, or when you go to a Lincoln Park concert, or when you go you to going further back. But that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> okay. like you know the theme, you know the kind of music you're gonna be listening mm-hmm. to. You know that there's a structure, you know that there's gonna mm-hmm. be and there's not gonna be that many ballads, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you talk about a drag show, people are there with different tastes, different mm-hmm. backgrounds. Um, different gender identities, different, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of stuff. So you have to be able to cater to mm-hmm. the majority of your crowd without knowing your crowd because mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to come through the door. Right. So you have to create a generic formula in order to be able to create a show. These are things that, and hear me out onto what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I out. want the popular, um, the populace that's listening to this to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth and not pick them and make something out. Mm -hmm. Your run-of-the-mill drag queen who does not put on events will not understand what it takes to put on a show completely. They know what it takes, but they don't know what it comes to when it comes to the logistics of it. And when I say run-of-the-mill, I don't mean like basic. I'm just mean like you're you're non- um, show director, your known um, bar promoter, mm-hmm. because it takes a lot of work to create a lineup. And one of the things, couple you know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks, almost a month ago, <laughs> um, when I did Proud of the Dome, mm-hmm. that was one of the things because now I not only had to have local queens, but I also had to schedule your RuPaul's Drag Race girls mm-hmm. based on their strengths and what they were doing in a lineup that would all work out together Mm -hmm. and so i don't think that a lot of people have that in mind Mm -hmm. and we're in an era of social media where people love to talk about without having all the facts so can i can we be honest for a moment let me drink a little water Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh do not paris campbell me can we be honest for a minute so i told him being the devil's advocate 
So I want to do it for two things. So I want to be the drag queen that did not take your um, instructions and with with everything you just said. And I'm going to twist your words. So now you're saying that I'm a run-of-the-mill drag queen. Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what... Yes. They didn't hear anything else after that. Absolutely. You called me a run-of-the-mill drag queen. Here's the thing. Something that I've learned for the past couple of years... And get ready. My next question will be about the dumb. Keep going. Okay. Um, Whatever... Like, what... Something that I've learned in the past couple of years is mm-hmm. if that's what you want to think, good on you. So you're saying that's what I heard? Like when you speak out of your mouth? Good on you. If, okay. the, so if, you the, first, else but if the first thing you want to do is only take part of my statement and come at me, that's the one thing you took for yourself, baby girl. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to sit here and explain. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, I would sit and explain, but this is not what I meant. This is what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And this is a, I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Because you said a full sentence. It was a full sentence. Not a part. But if you want to take that one part and you want to run with that, mm-hmm. I command you. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. I'm, but that I'm, was more than what you said. It was more. The, exactly. So there was more. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now back to the dome. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the dome. Yes, ma'am. So with that one, there was also a family and friends local cast. Correct. Why was that decision made? Because I knew they would bring the crowd. Okay. So there is a um because it was it was a quick show. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, it was very we, quick. I had to get it done within like a week or two. We planned that show from the moment we had the first meeting mm-hmm. to the night was mm-hmm. three months. Okay. I mean three weeks, sorry. Three yeah. months. Yeah, three <laughs> That's weeks. a long time. So three weeks. you had no, I had a week of planning. You had no cast. Correct. Three weeks before it started. Correct. 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 And you had to incorporate RuPaul's Drag Race Girls in there? So Correct. I'm assuming that that took most of your time. That took most. Well, actually, I booked, locked, booked, and paid all five of the RuPaul's Drag Race Girls mm-hmm. in three days. Okay. But in previous conversations with managers and which the Benedetti group did an amazing job. I know I've said this before. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal and I love them mm-hmm. um, because they were so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, mm-hmm. I also had gigs out of town mm-hmm. all those weeks you or all those, those days. private events that you were having. So I not only had a private That's event, great. but I had to drive all the way to Auburn. I had, I had Auburn pride and then I had an, a show in Auburn mm-hmm. later that week. So it was a lot of trying to manage my schedule with trying to put a group together. Mm-hmm. And I knew that at least three of those girls mm-hmm. that I had their phone number would mm-hmm. say yes and would bring people. True. So I always have certain queens in my pocket mm-hmm. that I know are going to say yes and will change their schedule mm-hmm. for something that I ask them. So, and they just happen to be my daughters. Mm-hmm. So I know that they're going to be high energy. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to have a show that was that long, mm-hmm. we needed high energy in order at the beginning for the local girls to keep them up for when the RuPaul's Drag Race girls were coming because some of them are going to do Those some high energy girls. Have you seen the pictures? I mean... <laughs> Queen, 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 off of the light, off the rafter, come, come down, the light bulbs are changed, <laughs> you don't have to change them again, okay. she did the highest jump I have ever seen, she should play basketball or something, like in full drag, please, she should be, please, like she did, she should go to the Olympics in drag, <laughs> and do the hurdles, it was, <laughs> you know they would boycott the fuck out of her, black and drag, at the Olympics, listen. Tokyo she would say no. So high, <laughs> and then Jason Michael, who was a photographer, uh-huh. took the picture of her in 
not midair, up air. She was at the highest she point of her jump. <laughs> it was fan- that picture is fantastic. But yes. I knew that these queens would bring high energy for mm-hmm. what I needed. Okay. Um, and so I also had to place them strategically. In mm-hmm. between those, I had to put some other people that I knew mm-hmm. I didn't have to be chasing around for a booking. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be like, well, let me look at my schedule. Well, let me go. I have people. I have. <laughs> Are you talking queens. about me? <laughs> I have people. About me. I have dragons in my pocket that I know immediately I need uh-huh. to ask. You have seen that happen. And before. so, yeah. because the time constraint was so short, I knew exactly who to contact. But I feel like most good show directors and or event planners know if I need to have something done within a fraction of a second, I call this person, this person, this person, this Correct. person. Correct. Correct. They have a list of those people that they can call. Correct. And, so and correct. in a way, in response to, even though I feel like I don't have to explain myself, right? <laughs> For the res- sake of lip work, you can. <laughs> and in in the in in the sake of um, creating a space where other people are booked, because I'm getting a lot of these private events and mm-hmm. weddings and all these different events. Um, I created last week. I released the Drag Collective, which is mm-hmm. you know, and I explained it in last week's mm-hmm. po- uh, podcast. is It's a list of entertainers. You can choose from whoever you want to, mm-hmm. and I'm also going to be choosing for guests out of that list. Now, that list does not mean you will get a book in. That just means you are in the bucket for people to choose you from it. Okay. So it's not a secure um, book in, but I want to make it's sure that another people, avenue. No, correct. That there's another avenue for it because the other thing is. A lot of people get mad about cast. Okay. What I need you to understand, not you. What I need people <laughs> to understand is that once you have a cast unlocked, mm-hmm. you have a cast unlocked. Is that cast unlocked? Unlocked. What yeah. do you mean? I have a cast. Mm-hmm. That's the cast that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And when I can have a guest, I will have a guest. Okay. And I will decide depending on date, you know, the crowd, right. whatever, yeah. who that who that guest is going to be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, all the casts are the same. That's what a cast is. Yeah. I guess it's a, con- a continuous familiar face that you will see week by week. Devil's advocate moment. Come on. So if you say a cast, if that's what a cast is, when you change venue, some people would say that if it's a different venue, it should be a different cast. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what they would. That's what they would. I mean, people would assume that even though that's not a written rule. I, absolutely. But that's what it would, I guess, would be. Or that's, or that's just how it's always been, I guess. I guess. Correct. I feel like if you mm-hmm. can find that silver line between keeping the same cast you have based on style, what the show is about, and all that, if the theme has not changed, okay, if that makes sense. Okay. So, um, I had three shows or two shows at one point. Mm-hmm. I've I've never had three shows at the same time. It's always <laughs> been two shows and then the other two shows. Okay. Um, the theme of my brunch never changed. Okay. So that was a transplant. That's what I call a tran- a transplant. You mm-hmm. took it from here and put it over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I created, in the time that we were still performing somewhere else, I created a different show, different theme, different time, mm-hmm. different day. Mm-hmm. So I had to create a whole new cast for that. It was a whole new feel. Okay. So I created that based on who I had close by, mm-hmm. who I wanted to see perform on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And so I created that show out of that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this venue was no longer able to host us. So that cast went on hold and whoever was remaining on that cast went mm-hmm. on hold okay. until I could find a venue for them that would that would fit that 
that theme. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, I so there was a little bit of misunderstanding on, well, you had one girl from this. You are that girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, one girl from this cast that transplant over here, but you didn't transplant everybody else. Mm-hmm. But what people don't know, and this is this is the one thing that bothers me about social media, is that people don't know the full story. Okay. And so people talk about and comment and call people greedy and call people all this different mm-hmm. words without having the full story. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. could no longer do the shows on the weeknights. Yeah, at the other one. The at the one. other one. Mm-hmm. So therefore... And I got off of that show. Because you had to DJ and do drag. Yeah. And so... And then I started a new job. And you started a new job. They didn't allow you allow to leave to do it. until so like... I had to come off. Yeah. 30 Eight. minutes before. Yeah, yeah, 30 minutes before the show. So you were like, I don't have time to get in drag. Even yeah. even if I just drag, I didn't have time to get in drag. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we'll figure something out during and that same week. you having guests in my spot. Correct. Yeah. And during that week, the other opportunity came about. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see you. I am your biggest fan. I, I want to see happened. you perform. Yes, I did. And this is going to be more cabaret feel. And that was at the same time the other one was still going on. And that the other one still was performing. We right. still had two more weeks of that other one performing mm-hmm. while I already had Because that one cats. was on a Friday, I believe. And the Thursday. new one will be on a Thursday, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the week. Yeah. And the new one will be on Sundays. Correct. And then I said I could do it because you didn't I'm have to work. Sunday. Correct. Yes. And so that worked that way and that was perfect. Mm-hmm. But then when this one when this venue was no longer able to keep us mm-hmm. and I had to, you know, what was left was that mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. There was some concerns about not transplanting the whole cast over there. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not going to fire the people I've already cast on the other show to put you in here. Right. That would be favoritism. Mm-hmm. That would be a problem because I'm taking family members that I have on here, firing people who are not necessarily family members to mm-hmm. put them over here. So, and, and, and here's the thing. I stand by the fact that I said, mm-hmm. um, I stand by the fact that I said, if you want to take one part of the narrative mm-hmm. and run with it, mm-hmm. go right ahead. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. If I feel the need to explain it, I will explain it. Mm-hmm. But like the thing, the other thing is like that cast was kind of, kind of not dissolving, but like we had a, we had a cast member mm-hmm. that was enrolled in the army. Yeah. So he had to go and serve. Mm-hmm. You were no longer able to do Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other two cast members had other gigs. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, oh, they had other gigs. Let's forget about a permanent cast spot. Correct. And so it's not one of those things where it's just like, oh, I'm just leaving it up to other promoters to mm-hmm. give them what they need because it's not my job to mm-hmm. do their finances. Mm-hmm. I truly, and you remember this because you were mm-hmm. part of that group message, I truly said, I will find a place for you guys. And this will be... Mm-hmm. Um, temporary. Mm-hmm. But then when all of this started and all this accusation started, I was like, why should I look for something? Mm-hmm. You know, like I love having my play food, f- mm-hmm. food, <laughs> full. food. Um, but what is the point anymore? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't entertain situations like that anymore. I used to, and I used to, used to get on me so bad. Question. Yes. Do you think the coat of villain is placed on you a lot. Yeah. Or do you think that you properly fit the coat of villain? Um, no, I don't think I properly fit it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I mean, is anybody. It's too small. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extra small and I'm an extra, extra large. Um, no, I don't. It makes me think of uh, Chris Farley when he had the little coat <laughs> and he broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. This is don't a 90s song. the river. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't, I don't think I fit it. And, 
uh, that might sound selfish and mm-hmm. that might sound like I am, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not trying to see who I am. I'm not perfect by all means. I make mistakes, but I'm not a villain. Mm-hmm. I have, through my entire eight-year career of drag, mm-hmm. I have tried to elevate other people's drag. Mm-hmm. We did it with Clash of Drags. We did it with Open Stages at the bar mm-hmm. that I used to work at. Mm-hmm. I created the two shows. I mm-hmm. tried to give spots as many people as I could. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the majority of them were part of my family and mm-hmm. there was no complaints. But like, <laughs> my thing is, it's just, it seems like people, again, social media, I blame mm-hmm. social media for it because I'm going to take this bottle of water mm-hmm. and say, I don't like that there's only a couple of drops left on this bottle of water and I'm going to post it and people are going to go ahead and attack the bottle of water online. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I drank the bottle of water. And I could have drank the last drop and keep it empty, or I could have just left it full. Mm-hmm. My thing is people like to pick one thing mm-hmm. and run with it. And other people that don't know the history, the people involved, love to talk about it in a derogatory way. And then they get some sort of validation. The person who posted it or the person mm-hmm. who's angry. Your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Everybody's feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to come to me and talk about the situation, mm-hmm. I will talk and explain what happened. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to talk to me, mm-hmm. by all means, take that two words and run with it. I'm okay. not going to explain it. I'm also not going to go into somebody's wall and post screenshots. <laughs> That's not, I'm 33 years old. Mm-hmm. That Sam is, that's Sharon. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave my legal name. Um, That Sharon is long gone. So history beginning so why was that a format at the beginning so i want to go back to the very beginning your very first time being Mm -hmm. a show director at that club Mm -hmm. and you using your family at that point in time why was that format convenient and why was that format did it prove to work as to why you kept that format i don't think what is it i don't think that i think i miss misspoken there because i don't think it was just my family because we had other cast members and that i'm sure they were not family Mm -hmm. members um and class of drag want to say maybe had two of my family members Mm -hmm. um out of like 10 contestants well when it came to the cast i guess so when i started to recognize who you were the cast that was around you at that time Mm -hmm. consisted of your family yeah or is it because that when they came into that space y'all became a family is that what happened? A lot of that happened. A lot of that happened. There was a lot of uh, coming into the space and mm-hmm. then giving opportunities to some people. And then those people became family members. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that time was a boom of drag. It yes. was a boom of baby drag yes. queens. And it was really quick to see who really wanted to do it. You want to know who I blame for that? Who? Wanda Romanoff. Who? No. Why? Why Wanda? Wanda, Wanda not Romanoff. I'm sorry. Wanda Vision? Yes, but her last name is Max something. Maximoff. Yeah. That. Romanoff is uh, Black Widow. Anastasia. <laughs> no, Anastasia. No. Anastasia Romanoff. Isn't that Black Widow? I don't know. She has a different last name. Her last name is Romanoff. Anyway, I feel like it's WandaVision when the boom happened. Keep going. So you're calling them mutants? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there was a boom of baby drag queens. And, and the conversation has become more localized than anything else for mm-hmm. Birmingham. But there was a boom of baby drag queens. And it was easy to see who had the drive. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this queens now, most of them hold a cast position somewhere. True. 
the people who actually and, and not only that and there are some that don't hold a cast position but they do hold a guest spot mm-hmm. at the quest at owls at different I branches would consider it a cast position because you're there all the time like every time that a show happens and you're on it you're a cast correct That's so what i was saying so like those people actually now mm-hmm. have some sort of platform mm-hmm. um and so they were we were able to see and pinpoint who just happened to want to do it really bad mm-hmm. and three of those were kids of ours and the other four were not but they were they call us aunties mm-hmm. and they were part of a net group of drag queens who we all got along together and it was mm-hmm. fine and there was no problem sometimes i wish we could all go back there but um I, at the same time like those are the ones that have persisted. Mm-hmm. we have seen a lot that have fallen off mm-hmm. and some of them might blame the fact that they don't get booked. But as a promoter, you also have to see this is gonna again take it as you may, mama. Mom. Mama. You also have to look at aesthetics. Mm-hmm. You also have to look at how much effort you're putting into the in, into so the I mean the entire package of a drag the queen. The entire package of a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And so, and if it's not there, reach out. Some mm-hmm. of us will help. Like some people don't know how to see that if that makes sense correct correct so you want to be able to have a elevated experience for every single one of your shows Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying look like this other queen find what makes you different because Mm -hmm. i love different drag Mm -hmm. find what makes you different Mm -hmm. and then hone into that right Mm -hmm. you can do it with h&m i'm not rupaul i'm not over here saying i don't want to say no fucking h&m like you can do it with H&M. You can do it with Rainbow. You can do it with the thrift store. Drag queens have always been innovative. Creatures. But be innovative. Yeah. Don't be lazy. And so mm-hmm. some of these queens who now were starters when we started mm-hmm. are making their own costumes or making their own wigs. And I and I, and I actually like celebrate that, even mm-hmm. though they might not like me. True. Yeah, I celebrate it. Devil's advocate. Do you think that the mainstreamness of drag has handicapped some queens' growth? If that's the case, I think. But do you believe that that's a, a fair statement to say? Not on, well, yes. Because a lot of them just buy clothes now. Yes, from other drag queens. Yes, absolutely. And you absolutely. can look at a drag queen and say, "Oh, I like that outfit, but that's not her." Correct. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a case. But the reality of it is, is that if you show you have a fire under your ass and you want to do something mm-hmm. and you try to stand yourself uh, out from the crowd, mm-hmm. then a promoter is going to see that. Okay. No matter if the costume was from so-and-so from three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have costumes that are from other drag queens, from other pageants, and mm-hmm. worn them in pageants and worn pageants with them. It has to do with attitude. It has to do with what you're bringing to the stage. Mm-hmm. So you say you have to have that it factor. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it, it's... It's again run run with this however you want to, <laughs> but and I feel like I have to put a disclaimer on everything. <laughs> Looking at your lamp because I have to look at the top of my head. It's because Queen Brown Sugar Spice. She's up in the <laughs> Queen Queen Brown Queen Brown Sugar Calm Spice. Down. Stop Calm cleaning down. the webs. <laughs> um. So my thing is the same way that not everyone is meant to be a musician. Mm-hmm. The same way that not everyone is meant to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is meant to be a drag queen. And that's okay to find within your craft. Devil's <laughs> advocate, I know. Um, but it's okay. It's okay to to be like, you know what? This might not be me. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And we know we have dear friends who have started you know, drag and who have walked away from it. They won't understand that coming from you, if that makes sense. Because they won't give they won't give you the satisfaction of saying that about them. That's fine. And again, take kid how you will. 
that's mm-hmm. just i mean i'm not saying it in a malicious way I mean, and i'm not you're saying, saying it, but just because you're honest, saying it they're gonna find it and that's problematic. fine yes. and that's fine i mean i'm already that people already think i'm problematic like mm-hmm. to a court and mm-hmm. i can't change that and mm-hmm. i'm also not going to explain myself mm-hmm. people who know me personally and know me who i am they know exactly how i am mm-hmm. so i'm not saying that from a malicious point of view are you saying that about anyone in particular and no absolutely okay. not i'm just saying that as a general statement mm-hmm. it's just like if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out persevere mm-hmm. try it while you can mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out it just doesn't work out that's mm-hmm. fine we need people in the audience mm-hmm. the same way that we need queens on the stage mm-hmm. so it's just it's just one of those things where i feel like because of drag race mm-hmm. We've had a lot of, and not just in Birmingham, we're talking about nationwide, maybe sometimes globally. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of bedroom queens, mm-hmm. or what we call bedroom queens. We talked about it through the pandemic on season one, mm-hmm. where we have a lot of, of bedroom queens. Yeah, in and so because everybody's like, I'm good at, I'm good at makeup. I'm gonna do this, and I'm then right I just, I, I'm through a camera, so they don't have to see the flaws. They don't have to see the little things. Mm-hmm. So it happens, but again, I'm gonna say it again. Not everybody is meant to do drag. Not everybody is meant to be a drag queen. Okay. And it's okay to figure that out through your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to, then go right ahead and show us your fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just trying to stop a bunch of people from doing drag. By all means, there is no rules to drag. Mm-hmm. But sometimes something is not meant to be. And that's like a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're not succeeding at your job, if you're not doing and perform performing in the way of a job, if you're not performing correctly at your work, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a call to your to the, to, the to your to your boss, and mm-hmm. you're probably gonna get a review, and you're probably gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. So take this as um as your drag dropping. Yeah, my drag dropping. Mm-hmm. Show us your fire. Mm-hmm. Show us what you can do. Mm-hmm support shows that's mm-hmm. very important mm-hmm. because if you're not coming to the show then how do you expect me to book you in the show mm-hmm. and so support the shows be there mm-hmm. you don't have to tip if you don't have the money but still be there and, and mm-hmm. like show support i mean i i would love for you to tip but you mm-hmm. know it's whatever that's what it is um but show show that there is a fire under your ass mm-hmm. and show me something new something different mm-hmm. like make me want to book you well not just you make the crowd Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. It's because I think it's a two-factor thing. Mm-hmm. You have to convince the the um mm-hmm. the promoter, mm-hmm. but you also have to make the crowd love you because if you sure. don't, you're not coming back. True. You know, if somebody's just sitting there with their arms crossed or they're using you as a smoke break, mm-hmm. then the promoter sees that. And then they're like, Well, I guess it's gonna take me a couple of months before I book you again. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's just like But smoke breaks can get bookings. They can get. They have. <laughs> oh, I'm ending this now. What's I'm your drag dropping? My drag dropping is, um, I don't know. I, well, not I don't know. Um, be the devil's advocate. <laughs> be the devil, because yes, be the devil's advocate to yourself, and um, push yourself because like i'm i'm a drag queen and i don't perform all the time uh i may perform once or twice a month um ever so often i'm not in every arena um but when i show up i know i'm gonna have a look um i probably won't do a split but i'm going to be entertaining (laughs) and i'm gonna 
keep but the audience the engaged. Every time but we see you, me, though, every yeah. time we see you, when we do see you, mm-hmm. you bring that fire and you have something new. And you don't have to be a reoccurring cast member, which you are, but you don't mm-hmm. have to be on a weekly like bar cast mm-hmm. in order to show that. But when we do bring you and when we do book you or mm-hmm. when they do book you, you mm-hmm. show them who you are. And that's why and that's how you lock in the bookings. Well, I'm saying, yeah, just push. That's what I was saying. Basically, it's up all of that. Yes. What you just said about me and just keep pushing yourself and don't give up on yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be I wouldn't. I'm not a person that's complacent at one place. Mm-hmm. I want to be everywhere. Yeah. So I work at being everywhere. You're the Rome of the drag. The who? The Rome Empire. We talked oh. about it in the last episode. <laughs> All the roads come to you. I think another thing is reach out to show directors and promoters. <laughs> reach out to Sharon Cox. Um, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 you know, oh, yeah, this. you just literally just read I, a message from yeah, someone reaching out. So, like, out, so yeah. listen, like, the door is always open unless it goes to my unread or my request that I don't see it. I'm going to respond. It might take me a couple of days, but I'm always going to respond. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to be completely and 100% honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, I try to book my shows until, like, the next January if I can. But if I have a spot, somebody drops mm-hmm. off. And you have shown me, you have come to my shows, you have from like my the, the, the show's post, share the show's post. Like there's many ways that you can support without having to drop money. Are you gonna start are you gonna use some of those people that on the list that you created in your own shows? Yes, I, I have already. Yes. Oh, you have yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's, well, that's th- good. Putting your putting your money where your mouth is. Exactly. And that's the thing that I'm not just creating this to be like, oh, Sharon supporting Lock and Drag, blah, blah, blah. It's like they're actually going to be you're going to see them through the next six months through both of my shows and all these events and this private parties that I'm doing because that's the whole point. Like these people that are on this list have contacted me, either have mm-hmm. contacted me or I have contacted them because I either like their drag or mm-hmm. know that they can bring people. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where it's like it has to be a mutual thing. Also, just I yes. guess be a devil advocate for you. And I know we're wrapping up, but... I've heard, well, not heard, I know of other drag queens that are show directors and they hire their daughters or their family members. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not uncommon. It's not sense. uncommon. But I, but I feel like, you feel like when, you find, so when you find a villain, yeah. you want to put every single thing on that person. Because it, is not, it is not uncommon to see in other cities, mm-hmm. drag families, drag houses perform all in one show. Mm-hmm. But it becomes a thing of, oh, look, Sharon's doing it, so let's go for Sharon. That could be it. But I, I would like to think, and this is just me, I would like to think that there's not enough drag queens to go around in the city. That's why it just has to be what it is. That's what I think. Sure, we'll say that. Oh, <laughs> just so sweet. My <laughs> fucking comment out of here. This has been motherfucking Capri Dupree. And this has been Sharon Cox being her true self. Wearing her fucking coat. And my tiny ass coat. <laughs> and you're listening to all lip work right down by the river. What? <laughs> Chris Farley? No. I don't know what that means. Oh, I just hit my knee with a table. That's what you get. <laughs> Why did you fall off the cliff? No, my knee. Save me, Queen. My knee is still on top of the. the, 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 the